Hey friends, welcome to the Otto Family Kitchen. Thanks Mike, uh, to Mike Abrahamian for being our reader. Wow, this passage really packs a, packs a punch, hey? <laughs> this is one of those passages where as a preacher, you feel like we could just read it and then say amen and call it a day because it's pretty clear, right? It's pretty clear. I mean, this is essentially Jesus telling us that our faith at its core is um, it's not about what we believe or what we say. It's about what we do. And that God is grading us, essentially, um, on how well we provide for each other's physical needs. So this passage, if we were to take it seriously, um, would obviously have huge implications for things like how we structure our economy, our government, our laws, how we spend our money, how we cast our vote. Um, but uh, I think the, you know, if those would be the practical implications, the spiritual implications of this passage are, are just as huge. Um, the practical ones, it, um, if we followed them, would reshape our world. The spiritual ones, if we took them seriously, which I'm thinking of as like the rationale they give for why we should do these things, those spiritual implications um, could like radically transform our hearts. Jerry Seinfeld is a, a stand-up comedian um, who I love, and he has this bit that he does, obviously way better than I would, about being out. So he he's talking to his audience and he says, you know how people talk and say, oh, we should go out. Well, this is it. This is, this is out. All of us are out right now. Not a single one of us is at home. People are looking for us and they go, where are they? I don't know, they must be out. And, oh, that one doesn't look so good. I'll do this one. Um, and you know, everybody wants to be out. We, um, we all get ready, we pick the outfit, we take the shower, get the car, get the friends, get the reservation, and then once we get out, what do we do? We all stand around and say, well, we better be getting back. <laughs> oh, there was a night this week where, um, so we were all in the living room and I had like a half-eaten sandwich in one hand and a dirty diaper in the other hand and I was holding the phone to my ear with my shoulder while poor Janice Johnson is trying to talk to me about grief counseling and there in the background is Andrew and he's holding like a naked screaming baby and then there's Alice grabbing onto his leg saying put Sal down pick me up put Sal down pick me up just total chaos and so Andrew looks at me and just busts out laughing with you know one of those like you know uh, if I don't start laughing I'm gonna start crying kind of laughs and he looked at me and he said this is it this is life oh man I have had this sense a lot lately like like I'm just waiting Waiting, waiting, you know, like um, waiting for test results to come back, waiting for quarantine to be over, waiting for it to be time to put kids to bed, waiting for it to be time for me to go to bed, waiting for work to slow down, waiting to be able to travel again, waiting for spring, waiting for a vaccine, waiting to be able to gather again, just waiting for life to like get back on track. 
But what I'm starting to realize is that there's no, there's no pause button on our life, right? This is it. This is it. Sometimes we think about the spiritual life as some kind of like higher state, like a higher plane of being that we um, can maybe work our way up to once we find the time um, to start doing all of the prayer and the meditation and the scripture reading and the study and all of that. But you know what? This is it. Cooking dinner, cleaning the kitchen, answering emails, reading the news. This is the spiritual life. Because think about that passage for a moment, right? If we take Jesus at his word, then every single person we encounter, every single person we encounter is the face of God for us, right? No matter how confounded we are by their political views or uh, how annoyed we are with them for leaving their dirty laundry on the floor again, every person is the face of God for us, including ourselves, by the way. And so what that means essentially is that every person is holy. Every person is holy, and not only that, but that every action can be holy if we do it in love. So Mother Teresa says, we can do no great things, only small things with great love. So maybe this week as we're making stuffing or wiping off the counters, we say, hey God, I'm doing this for you. Or maybe as we're like unloading the dishwasher, maybe as we do it, you know, each thing we take out, we pray for God to bless the next person who will use this plate. Or maybe, you know, we're folding laundry and as we fold the laundry, we pray for the next person who's going to be wearing that item of clothing. We're reading the news and pray for those affected by what we're reading. Um, we could do all of those things, but you know what? Even if we don't pray, all of that stuff, it is all still prayer. It's all prayer. And if housework is prayer, then for sure any milk that I pump is prayer. For sure, and anytime we put a mask on, that's a prayer. For sure, for sure, any tears we cry, those are definitely prayers. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, and inherit the kingdom that has been prepared for you. For I was hungry, and you washed my dishes. I was naked and you folded my laundry. I was sick and you ran my errands. I was tired and you made my bed. I was lonely and you sent me an email. I was unsure and you listened to me. For truly I tell you, just as you did for any of these members of your human family, including for yourself, you did it for me. This is it, you guys. This is life. God is here, and it is all holy.